Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Here we go, Shelter Footycast. Welcome, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Looking good today, Skeet. Tell you what. Uh, it's wintry, it's cold and wet, but I thought I'd try and uphold the standard for the show, the, the uh, Footycast. I'm not sure that you've... Uh, oh, State of Origin Rugby League last night. In fact, uh, Queensland, my boys, of course, got up and won a classic game. Uh, it's fascinating because I'm not even sure you could tell me a suburb of Queensland and no. Brisbane. Well, no. I've actually got the uh, the multi-scarf, so I can flip this over. If New South Wales had a one, I would have chucked the New South Wales scarf on, but I'm a Queenslander today. So you're a Queenslander. Well, I've got family in Queensland. I went to school there for a little bit. Uh, lived there when I was younger. So, yeah, I've got family in the Gold Coast. So very much Queensland. It was great uh, footy. In fact, State of Origin, we'll touch on this a little bit later from an AFL perspective, but yes. in rugby league, it is ensconced. It is entrenched as a highlight of their season. Okay, very good. Uh, welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast, where we run you through each round preview. Review today is the preview of round 13. Uh, we've got a West Australian theme. One of the Western Australian teams is on a bye this week, so we'll go into a little bit what that involves at the footy club. Uh, we're going to touch on that. But, of course, brought to you by Shelter today. You can get down to Bustleton. The airport's open at Busso, so you could even fly down there from Perth. I assume there's flights from Perth to Busso. But I spoke to the lads down there during the week, so there's a bit more uh, activity happening with some people flying into the airport. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people from Melbourne, for instance, uh, mm. the, the trip across to WA, starting off their trip here. So, yeah, it's fascinating how uh, it's opening up to the rest of the world. And um, The boys have got the best spot in town uh, right there in the middle of Busso. Big, beautiful brewery down there next to the jetty. Um, and now, you can find us on socials, Shelter Footy Cast. Give us a follow over there. You can watch this on YouTube. If you're listening along, you can watch it and you can tune in for some Julius Marlowe's on Skeet's feet or maybe the uh, Queenslander scarf that I've got around my neck. Uh, find us over there. You can, you can have a search of Shelter Footy Cast or Backchat. You'll find us there. We are from Backchat Studios. Now, okay, let's get into a couple of the big moments of the round, Skeet. Um, some naughty boys this week, uh, a couple of naughty boys. Michael Frederick, let's start in Western Australia. He's been suspended by a week by the footy club for consuming alcohol. I'm quoting the Fremantle press release here. On a six-day break. Is yes. the six-day break critical in this? Yes, it is. Yep. They, uh, it's pretty common across AFL land that there's no drinking on six-day breaks, and that's to do with the recovery involved. It's a shorter turnaround. You need to get your you know your muscles and body recovered, and so they generally it's – a, it's a, usually a blanket rule, no drinking on a six-day break. So 
but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Like he's not the first player to drink on a six day break. We we know that, right? And so if you if you have done it in the yeah. past, did you feel? I mean, depends how much you have, of course. Did you feel any ill effects? That week leading into the game, I mean... Yeah, I think if you have a couple of glasses of wine on a six-day break, that's never an issue. It's more having a crack. He must have got gassed. I think so. Yeah. Um, Which is, I, I mean, that that's, happens young men. I've got no issue with it at all. But I suppose, and thinking logically, and with 30 years of more experience than Michael Frederick has uh, <laughs> in, in life, I suppose you'd say, why wouldn't you wait to this week? Yes. As in after the buy. Because I've got to buy. And go... For a bit of a, a hit out That's there. how we learn in life, though, isn't it, Skate? Absolutely. By stuffing up. So he's stuffed up. A big a big statement by Freo, though. Like, I I do question if, and you'll probably counter with Andrew Brayshaw, wouldn't have done that. But if this was Andrew Brayshaw, let's just hypothetically say, would Freo have given him a week, do you think? I suspect, and look, if, if they're a club that is going to stand by their morals, so to speak, and their their protocols, then, then he probably should, yes. I mean, yeah. but if they're Fife, having... What if five? Just Hypothetically... Yeah, I think, yeah, I, look, once you start picking and choosing, and it does happen, I'm not, I'm not disputing that, it does happen, but I think if you've got someone who's stepped across the line, he's Will Schofield, one of the leaders of the club, and gets away with it, then a younger bloke says, hang on, well, yep. I might give it a roll as well. Well, that's what it's for, isn't it? I don't think they'd be, you know, the world hasn't ended because he's had a drink. No. But I, they, they won't care that much. It's about the culture that you said. It's about, okay, these are the rules, play by the rules. If you don't do that, we're going to suspend you. And, that, and that'll be, hopefully that'll flow down across the young guys. Because he's a young guy, playing well. He's a good player for the um, Freo Dockers. In contrast, Stephen May, who has got um, history in this department, up at the Gold Coast, had some some average moments up there with his off-field behaviour. And, and yep. this is another example. The concussion protocol not shouldn't be drinking. That to me is, you know, that's, again, a bit like Michael Frederick. It's not what you should be doing. But if he's out in what described as a brawl, not a, not a push and shove, a brawl, Keeps in a <laughs> restaurant. More and more keep coming out as well. So I wrote a bit of an article on this of, of what happens when something goes wrong off the field. So usually there's a phone number that you ring. When, when there's a stuff up, you ring the club. So the club finds out before the media, before the public. And, and so in that case, for instance, the West Coast Eagles, I'm, I'm guessing it's someone like a Peter Staples. Who, someone who, like that. Who right? looks after that side of it. At Fremantle, whether it's Belly himself. There, there would sure. be someone that, and it's not a matter of covering up. It's a matter of... You know, when, when 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 things go wrong, like it's very quickly going to escalate into a public matter and the public scrutiny involved. So the people, you know, in my experience, the club is the first to want to help you. Yep. Like that, they. It's not a matter of um, you know, you know, rubbing it under the under the mat. It's it's getting in touch with the people that are going to be able to help you in the first place. So there would have been a phone call uh, made by Stephen May probably. And then they go into full forensic mode. You know, what happened? Where did it happen? Who saw it? What social media stuff is, you know, is there anything floating around? So the fact that the restaurant came out like a day later and said they weren't happy with the apology and that more had happened, they were underselling the incident. I was actually surprised because usually the club will know exactly what's happened and they're not trying to lie to anyone, but they're trying to get ahead of the story, you know, because in media land, you know, if you're not first, you're last. So someone's always looking for a scoop. So the... So Melbourne would have known exactly what had happened. Well, well, why didn't they say that Melksham was getting surgery? They didn't. They didn't say that day before. No, I'm just saying you, th- you think the club knows what's happening uh, by and large from the start to the finish. Well, here's a classic example. Go back many years, uh, Eddie Maguire, who went out in defence. I think it was Dane Swan and and the Rat Pack. There'd, there'd been a, an incident off field, yes, and he went into bat publicly for them mm. and then only to be revealed later that the story wasn't quite as he'd been told. So, yeah, that 
that can really embarrass the club, and he was furious over over that going back many years now. But yeah, you're right. It, the club, the first to know in Stephen May's case, uh, really good footballer. But uh, yeah, I'm, I've yeah, there's probably not a lot I will say positive about some of the other stuff that that has happened um, off the field. And I mean, it's been documented what he's done. There's other stuff. You think, well, yeah, I don't know. He's a, he's a great player, and that that will cover a lot of the. Which the is always an inter- that's always an interesting thing, isn't it? Oh, he's a good player. Yeah, and you can't let him go. You can't drop him. You can't trade him. Mm. Um, and let's be honest, to win the Premiership this year, they don't necessarily have to have him in the side, but he's a very big portion of, of what they do as a, as a club on game day. I did want to touch on one more issue before we move on to the rest of the round. Um, All-Australian selection. Usually there's, uh, you know, media start covering the mid, mid-season All-Australian. There's, there's usually some meetings around the actual selectors. I'm sure that they sit down in the middle part of the year and say, well, you know, this is who's in it. I've seen some teams come out across the media. Um, this was a survey done around ten of the you know highest media. You know, probably Mark Reddings and Will Schofield didn't get an invite, but um, they they named their all Australian teams, and this is the eleven that were in all of their teams. So we'll call them locks, I guess. Uh, Stephen May, your mate, <laughs> Jack Sinclair from St Kilda. He's had a great year. Tom Stewart from Geelong, which is probably right. Yeah, yeah. of course he's elite. Jeremy Cameron. Done. Charlie Kerno done. Tom Hawkins. So two, three Geelong. You, you won't. You know Tom Hawkins. Maybe I don't know who challenges in that key position. You got Jeremy ahead of Tom Shirley at the moment. Yes, yes, I do. Absolutely. Uh, Lockie Neal. He's had an outstanding. He'd probably be close to leading the Brownlow at the moment again. He, he's had a very yes. good, probably six six week patch here. This is an interesting one. Bailey Smith was in everyone's team. Does, yeah. does what happens off the field, well, and even on on field discretion indiscretions. So Stephen May's in there. Does what he's done off the field impact it? And Bailey Smith does what he's done on the field impact all Australian selection? I don't think the criteria demands that they have a squeaky clean record in either department. I mean, yeah. obviously, if there's something that's serious has happened off the field, the AFL will be giving the, the selectors a, a tap on the shoulder just to maybe say, look, if it's a line ball yeah. or there's something that we think would is a bad look to, to recognise a player that has done something, whether it's illegal or, or something that they feel deserves scrutiny, then that may be a factor. Um, you mentioned Bailey Smith. Yeah, interesting. He hasn't played every game by any means. Hasn't uh, He's been look, he's a gun player. He's been suspended for a couple of weeks now. So he's probably in that big conversation at the moment. But midfielders, there's so much competition for places. Um, and that's why you see guys like Clayton Oliver. Yeah, so these are the last two, right? Clayton Oliver, he's in all. And then the last one, which will push us into the Fremantle part of the review. So Andrew Brayshaw is the last that is confirmed for all of them. Um, is there any other locks at Fremantle? I think Sean Darcy deserves to be a lock in the squad at the moment. And whether that's on the bench, because you and I have a differing opinion on, on the best ruck men in the competition. Well, Max Gorn's number one. He's number one. That, that's, that's a given. I did say that Jarrah Witts was number one two weeks ago, but Max Gorn's number one. Yeah, and I'm not even sure Jarrah Witts is number two. But yes. that's that's something we can disagree on. Sean Darcy, I think, has had a better year than Jarrah, although he's a, he's a very important player to the Gold Coast. But yes. I think Sean Darcy is in that squad at the moment. The question is... Is that it for Fremantle? Because which is crazy. They're one of the they're one of, if not the best team in the comp right now. Absolutely, their backline has to get the most stingiest defence in the competition. So off the back of that, Alex Pierce, uh, Brennan Cox, yep. and Luke Ryan have to be discussed yep. as potentials. Now Tom Stewart, we've mentioned him. Uh, he's a he's a lock. Yep. But one of those three from Fremantle, at least, has to be at least one has to be in at this moment in the side. All right. So you're on the Shelter Footy Cast. I think it's time for a tiny break. 
So that all Australian selection feeds us into Fremantle v Hawthorne. So, I mean, I think it's a good thing that the Freo Dockers don't have 10 locks for all Australian. We're going to find out as the season goes on, but it means they're built up of role players, of guys that, you know, do what they're meant to do. You know, Blake Akers has had a great year. Um, James Aish has had a great year. Are they in all Australian selection conversation? Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe. Hands up. When you mentioned Acres and Ace, when they came to the club, yeah. I, I was really worried about their level that they could take their game to. Will Brody would be exactly the same. Yeah, he, he, he hadn't done anything at the Gold Coast, and he also would have been thrown up by a selector, maybe Glenn Jakovic, in conversation in selection. You'd hope Jacko would be pushing for the yeah. West Australian guys. Yes, and, and Brody, look, I think he deserves to be in the, the discussions. But again, the midfield, the midfield. is just so so deep. So Hawthorne play Frio on Saturday, 2.10 at home here at Optus Stadium. Um, they're going to get some players back, I think, Skate. Now, we've had a bit of a differing opinions on this, but they get Switkowski back, don't they? Correct. He's available after two weeks suspension. Tabiner? No. Well, he's a test. So I'm saying no. Well, I'm saying yes. Walters? I'm prepared to say he's better than 50-50. I, I, my mail was earlier in the week. You, like, you, you, went no. me, you went me on this. No, I just said you, you basically declared four, five blokes that had hamstrings yep. are coming back in, but I think Walters, Walters be- is the best opportunity of that group to come back. So you're going to say yes or no? I will say yes to Walters. All right, I'll agree with that. Chapman? Definite no. I'll give him a maybe. He's no win. He's he's got a hamstring. It's two to three weeks on the AFL website, unless they're telling fibs. But um, of all those four boys, that's great. But the big fella, he's back. Nat Fife will play. He will play. No doubt about that. And so he should. 24 touches for Peel last week. Again, we've discussed this. Where does he play? How does he fit in? Some people are saying it's a disruption to a winning side. Well, I'm not sure if you've got a player like Fife in there, that it can make them a worse team. But you do have to make sure the dynamics and the chemistry, particularly spending a bit of time in the middle, how that Works. Put it this way, it would be easier bringing him back into a bad, like a poor performing team. Because you get him in, of course he's going to make them better. But I think the argument comes up, you know, does he make them better because they're going so well? You know, does adding a guy who hasn't played footy for half a year, he clearly knows how to play the game. And and do you think, given the success they're having, and Nat's carried the team on his shoulders and almost, you could see physically and, and mentally thinking, I've got to be the best on ground to give this team any chance. He's seen what can be done without him. Not a humbling experience, but just he can take a step back without yeah. feeling uh, he has to elevate to another level, just play his role, which in the past he's had to, almost in his head at least, try to do more than most. I reckon it would be similar to how Cripps feels at Carlton. You know, for six years, Cripps has been running around and looked like he's been carrying them on his back. Like yeah. last year, he, he was cooked. And it's because he's been trying his guts out Whereas this year they, they you know, they got a George, the they got a George Hewitt, Sam Walsh, of course, the gun. Chera comes in. He can now. He, he's been playing forward the last couple of weeks without Harry McKay. So uh, I, I liken it to that. For, I think for licking his lips, like how good's this? Got young guys stepping up. Got role players playing their role. And yeah, I'm a gun. He's a big dog. He knows. He's a. He is the big dog, and he knows that. But he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to come in and try his guts out. And you know what? given what's happened this season and the vast improvement. And other teams are, look, Brisbane, beatable. Melbourne, we know, beatable now. Especially by flag battle. They're, you know, they're in discussions. that They have to be listed as a contender, which we wouldn't have said, I don't think, even you at the start of the season wouldn't have said <clears throat> Fremantle, a flag possibility. You would have said finals. Yes. But, but a flag, a different possibility. My concern for Saturday, will they go from flag mantle 
to wet mantle. Is oh, that no. going to be an issue? It's raining right now as we record this podcast. And if, if it rains again and Frio happen to lose, that is going to be a disaster. <laughs> They're going to move their home finals to Marvel Stadium. They will They will build a roof on <laughs> Optus Stadium, <laughs> I guarantee you, mate. Um, uh, look... Look, it's we're gonna we're gonna see proof's gonna be in the pudding there. Um, Hawthorne will have a couple of ruckmen to select. They haven't been playing with a ruckman of late, so they have got Max Lynch, Ned Reeves to come up against. I think Lloyd Meek may actually hold his spot, especially if some of the boys that you say aren't coming back don't come back. Lloyd Meek plays. He was okay, wasn't he? Yeah, against he was Brisbane. So there's nothing to suggest he won't play. It's just maybe the conditions will come into it. How big Fremantle goes, all of the above. Last six games, these teams have met in Perth. Fremantle undefeated. So, I think that's a good sign. I'm picking Fremantle, although a tiny danger game, I believe. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I think they know the buys around the corner. It'll come at a good time to freshen the players up. I'm tipping Fremantle. Having said that, every time I've tipped them, they've played <laughs> like busted wheels. Every time I've tipped against them, they've played like superstars. So, I'm sorry, Dockers fans. Uh, I've jumped oh, no. on for this week, and I hope I'm not putting the mocker on you. Okay, both on Freo. Very good. What about West Coast? They've got the buy this week. Um... I've said it a few times. I, I probably could do with a few more buys this year and just have a, a bit more rest period. Bye bye, full stop. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, that didn't like that, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they'll get some players back. Spoke to Elliot Yo last night. He's aiming for a return post buy. So he'll train hard after being rubbed out for a week, but he's going to return. Dom Sheed will be around the corner. Willie Rioli to play in the waffle this week, potentially? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so Liam Ryan a Liam test Ryan as, as well. well. So he might play, they both might play waffle this week, no certainty. Apparently there's about 12 listed players that'll be up for playing in the waffle this weekend. Yeah, so they're playing Claremont. So I think there's some light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not one of those people that suggests, you know, this is going to be a disastrous five or six years for the club. This is a shocking year. You can put a line through this, yeah. but they still have to learn from their mistakes on field because they have been poor and it's a pile on at the moment. Buy round is an interesting one as a player because you obviously play your last game and then you don't they don't give you four days off on, on your of your weekend off. They usually play the last game and then they get a four or five day break straight away. So they'll be in a they're in a four day break right now. I think they're coming back now though. Yeah, I think their first day back of training is the Thursday. I think some people think, oh, you know, buy period it means they get the weekend off. But usually you have a really big training block in this one as if you play a game. They don't like giving you a, 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 a game off effectively. So on that basis, we went back to Michael Frederick. Would Eagles players, and given what happened with the hippie club, heaven forbid they go out and just enjoy themselves for a couple of hours. But, would, would you know, is it, is it... No, I'm just being honest. Some yeah. of the crap that goes on about the... Correct. About... Uh, players and you know if they were charged with with being drunk and disorderly assault absolutely throw the book at them but yes. anyway that's a, a different issue would you in a bye week be afforded the, the the luxury of going out for dinner having a bottle of wine or is that is that is that again a no-no so usually if you were gonna have a good session it'd be straight after that last game because you got a four-day recovery period um yeah, like I said, the 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 middle the, the actual bye weekend is usually a pretty big training block, so they'll probably be less likely to have a drink this weekend. Um, but I, I agree with you, mate. Like some of the carry on, even even with Frederick, even with May and Melksham, I understand May and Melksham. You know that's borderline assault, but they do know each other, and and you know hopefully they've cleared that up between them. There is a there is a lot of carry on, and the news cycle breeds. You know, hunting hunting for that sort of stuff. It does, but let me ask you very briefly, going yeah. back to May and Milksham, if you were sitting at a restaurant, this banter, and, and Stephen yeah. May, for instance, had said to you, or or um, a Josh Kennedy, for instance, had said to you, when you didn't play in the grand final in 2018, uh, mate, if you were there, 
we wouldn't have won the GF. I don't think I would have fought him. No, I've never, the, I've never fought anyone in my life. No, no, but I'm just talking about talking about pricking someone's ego. It would, it would hurt. Bloody oath. Um, if that's what you know, they've come out and said, oh, that's not what was said, and whatever, whatever happened. I, from my perspective, I've never fought anyone in my life. No, so, so like, well, we're lovers, not fighters. Well, yeah, I had white line fever on on the ground, and you know, I've been reported for striking and head butting. <laughs> no angels. <laughs> I thought of jumping with a head butting. They saying that. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I'm a criminal, am I? Yeah, no, but. I, like off the field, I don't fight people. No. I, I find that an interesting concept. Like hitting, like like punching someone. No, I, I'm I've never, I've never punched someone in the head. Just, just headbutt them. <laughs> I just use my head. At least <laughs> I'm hitting my own head. Then skate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway, good. bye. Uh, let's hope there is no headline out of the West Coast Eagles. I don't think there will be. No. Um, but second half of the year, I think it's obvious to say that it, it's got to get better in terms of on-field performances. It can't get worse. No. Well, the, yeah. Only ways up. If we had have had this on their way is up. All right. Uh, Who's saying that, by the way? There's a quick one for Dan. Dan. You'll find that uh, first. Thank you, Dan. Um, rest of the round. Let's get into tonight's game. Thursday night footy. I, lo- I like Thursday night footy. I would like Should to say that. Should be every week of the season. Great. Because we, we love footy. Obviously, we watch all the games. And I just, like, otherwise, on Thursday night, like, what am I doing? <laughs> Nothing. Well, my wife's working tonight. So I, I get home <laughs> from our radio show. I get a good hour of just sitting there. You know, you can plop back in, you know, when she's not at home. This is going off footy a bit. But I, I might get, if I've got some Jets crackers or all the bad stuff, <laughs> all the bad stuff, I'll drag out of the cupboard and then try and hide so she doesn't know that I've had them. Because she, she <laughs> she, she's lovely and she's a superstar. But she'll know, it, like she's going to Melbourne next week, she, she'll know that there's going to be bourbon missing, shelter brewery beer missing. It's just going to be a... And the Jets show. crackers will be gone. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, that's anyway. good stuff. Uh, you, got, you got an answer for us, Dan? Uh, I think it's Yaz. Yaz, that's right. Yeah, before you Never were born, probably. But oh, yeah. Wow, okay. One of your on the playlist when you were uh, Yeah, probably Rumours back in the day. Uh, no, no hippie club. Rumours. Yeah, hippie club could have been there as well. Okay, we have digressed far. <laughs> Richmond, Port Adelaide, Thursday night. It's at the MCG. It's a big game for both clubs. Uh, obviously, both coming off the bye. That's not obvious. They both were coming off the bye. Richmond gets some players back. They get Noah Bowl. Walter back. Um, he'll play on Dixon, so that'll be a great matchup, I think. Dixon's yep. a, you know, he's working his way back into AFL form. Marlon Pickett returns, Kane Lambert returns. They've dropped Jason Castagna, which he's been a mainstay for a long time at Richmond. But they've also dropped um, Morris Rioli Jr., I think. Yeah. So that's a, and when we saw him here, we thought the pressure, yep. he kicked, I think, three goals. Maybe uh, it's a, uh, just a side, like Kane Lambert returns, maybe. He's bit of balance, of, I'm not sure, but look, Morris Rioli Jr., I was really impressed. Richmond have done uh, since we've seen them last month, they got beaten by Sydney. They led by five goals. Should have won that game. Yeah, um, and, and they, they win that. They're right up there with one of the most informed sides in the comp. Absolutely. And look, I, I said to you about three weeks ago that Port could make the finals. I'm going to retract that statement. Really? Yeah. So I'm going. To, I, Is this I, this same one that I said they couldn't make the finals? Yeah. I look, oh, unlike you, I'm happy to say I was wrong. And, <laughs> and it's like being at home again. I, look, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Port Adelaide. I don't think I make the finals. I think Richmond. One of those teams you just don't want to meet. No. In an elimination they're, final. They're that team this year that you're just hoping that the fixture doesn't quite fall your way and you know, fifth V6, then you get Richmond at the G. It's like, oh boy. Now, before our selections, uh, I should note that uh, there's a young man who's played his first game for Richmond in the VFL. His name's yes. Marte Kalina, a VFL Wednesday night, a Category B rookie, which is nothing spectacular. But the bottom line is he is 213 centimetres, which... Is that the... Biggest of all time? Well, if he does play AFL footy, it will make him the, the, the tallest player of all time. Spy- the spider was about 
yeah. for Mason Cox, two eleven for Aaron Sanderland. So uh, just keep your eye out for Mate Kalina. You won't miss him. And uh, <laughs> the basketball background, no surprise there. From Italy or something? What's that? Well, you're giving me a bit play, of an Italian accent. Play, yeah, well, I try to put every bit of European twist on that just to <laughs> make Dan think that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but true. no, he's played basketball in Hawaii. So, yeah, just a little little fact. Well, uh, on the Ruckman, to finish up on that game, Port Adelaide are going to go in without a Ruckman. So they've dropped Sam Hayes. They've named Jeremy Finlayson as their starting Ruckman. He's, he's like a Sean Griggs of the... the Four years ago. That's strange. So, uh, who are we picking? I, I, I'm going to take Richmond at the G. They, they, don't, they don't lose many games there. No, I, I agree. Uh, Richmond for me and uh, Port. Look, they're, they're, to go 0 and 5, that's really cruel this season. I mean, they're a decent team still, but uh, they're playing catch up 40. That, that's yeah. the thing that's going to kill them, it's, I think. It's, so. it's hard mentally to come back from that. It is. So, Tigers for me, MCG always uh, a bonus. Back to back MCG games to start the round. Essendon v Carlton, uh, Friday night, 5.50 at MCG, obviously Western Australian time. This was slated to be one of the games of the season. Essendon are celebrating their 150th year. At the start of the year, you would have looked at this as both sides, like, you know, 100,000 at the G. Essendon's won two games. Yeah, and it's important that the CEO has come out and said Ben Rutten is safe, which is not always a good sign, but it shows you the pressure that they're under. Because Have they, they done a review? I think they've done a mid-season review, a bit like North Melbourne. I'm not sure where they've gone wrong, because I think if you looked at their, their list at the start of the season, you, you thought they'd be, if not playing finals, certainly, well, they played finals last year, certainly getting close to the, around the mark. They just have had one disaster after another. And look, their season's done. But you're right, it was going to be a blockbuster, but I'll tell you what it will be. It'll be a huge night for one Carlton bloke yes. um, who hasn't played in 1,044 days, uh, Caleb Marchbank. You talk about perseverance in footballers. This is a great mm. example. He hasn't played for almost three years. Carlton have got a real shortage in key position players. They're missing Pitnet, um, or Pitney. He's the Ruckman. He's out. Mackay's still out. Uh, Mitch McGovern's out. They're missing a lot of key position guys. Weedering's out. Weedering, yep. And they get back Caleb Marchbank, who three years ago was was the next guy. He was it was going to be Weedering and Marchbank. I think he came from GWS, so he was a really big, high young talent. He returns to the side, and they released that earlier in the week. You know, get the monkey off the back. He can train all week and and work into that. So it's going to be good. Hopefully, he does something well, and his whole teammates can get around him. Backman kicking a goal could be on the cards. We're going to move on. Uh, well, we're supposed to in Carlton. What? Are we both selecting Carlton? Yeah, we, did, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. What did you think I was going to pick Essendon? Well, I didn't know. You just wanted to move on to the next game before we get our tips okay. locked away. Both Carlton. We're going to have to find some difference here. We're all we're on the same well, page. I'll, I'll find some difference. This, I'll, I'll be the one getting rolled. This is, the, this is the big game this week. Brisbane v Saints. Saturday, 5.25 at the Gabba. Makes it hard at the Gabba, I think. Brisbane maybe without Darcy Gardner, who copped a big knee to his kid. I had exactly the same knee last year. He, he couldn't walk. I reckon his kidney. I reckon something with his kidney yeah, or his back. Oh, it just looked bad. He could he couldn't sit on the bench, so I don't think he'll play. Um, and he's an important part for them, even though he's not a he's not a you know a big 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 name. He plays an important role for Brisbane, so they'll be without him. Jack Higgins should return for the Saints from concussion protocol. So, how does this one go down at the Gabba? Because St Kilda's firing. They're on fifth fifth on the ladder. Brisbane second, coming off a loss. Yes, and St Kilda. To be fair, they are. Just quietly ticking along. I mean, yep. a top four position isn't beyond the realms. Uh, Brett Ratton's got this side rolling well. Isn't it amazing what Rowan Marshall, Paddy Ryder, what they bring as a duo uh, to St Kilda? When Best in the comp. Oh, 
name a better. Jackson Gorn, maybe. Probably, yeah. That's that's a fair fair call. But they have been terrific. Uh, they get Missy Higgins back. Jack Missy Higgins. Higgins. Well, I love that. His, his nickname was Missy after he had that mare the last season where he had four, four behinds, and so the Herald Sun had, not Jack Higgins, of course, Missy Higgins, which was a bit cruel. But and, of course, Geelong grammar singer Missy Higgins. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's where it comes from. What's the, what's the song by Missy Higgins? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay, very good. Yeah, so anyway, Jack Higgins back, <laughs> uh, Darcy Gardner. Uh, Brisbane I was disappointed with last week. Lockie Neal said he was himself personally, uh, thought he didn't uh, provide enough at the contest. So I, I think Brisbane will bounce back. Just a quick one on Darcy Gardner. You talk about where he, the injury was. Yeah. Going back about 25, 30 years ago, I was at Eagles training, watched Mitchell White collide with Ashley McIntosh. And there was a press conference about 24 hours later, and Mick Malthouse, we asked him the question, is it broken ribs for, I think it was Ashley McIntosh? Um, I actually asked uh, Trevor Nisbet about uh, 12 hours afterwards. He said, oh, no, it's not broken ribs. Asked Mick, no, nothing to do with broken ribs. We found out the following week, it was broken ribs. <laughs> Which, uh, you talk about clubs fibbing. Well, that was, a, that was just part and parcel. So that was at training. It was at training. They collided. Oh. Um, but clubs do tell fibs. I'm not sure if that still happens in 20. They only tell, on the, on the Melbourne stuff, they, only, they'll, they will lie for players. Clubs lie for players if they know the whole truth. It's very easy to tell a fib, right, a fib, you know, not the whole truth, if you know the truth. But if you, like you said, Eddie McGuire comes out and says this and that, you, you may get may look an idiot if you don't know the truth. See, very, very Seinfeld issue with George Costanza. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> You didn't know what you're doing there, but it was very George Costanza. I, well, I saw Costanza out for um, for Richmond. I thought it was George Costanza. Uh, okay, no, uh, so who are we picking there? Richmond, uh, St Kilda at, at the Gabba. I, I think it's difficult to win there. Absolutely, uh, and particularly it's a night game that might just help. Uh, sometimes those winter days uh, in uh, Brisbane and they're a bit hot, uh, even tougher, but gives Saints a bit more of a chance. They're playing good footy. I wouldn't discount them, but. I would have thought Brisbane a bit stung by last week. So this, the Lions. I'd love to pick some Well, go Kilda. on, do it. No, nah, nah, you tried to do that to me last <laughs> week and you, you sold me into Sydney beating Richmond. Thank no, you. beating Melbourne. That's right. Tick, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to go Brisbane. Okay. We're going to say the same. Um, and I reckon we're going to have tips at the, uh, the same the whole time and through because North v GWS, Sunday 120 Marvel. Is this at all... A possible game that GWS lose. I mean, they're not going that well. They've got a new coach. Um, they're for mine. They're playing their good players in their good positions. Like Josh Kelly was averaging fourteen CBAs a game under Leon Cameron. He's now averaging twenty six a game under Mark McVeigh. For me, I reckon coaches try to get a bit cute with stuff like that. And I think getting your best players on ball. They've been playing Keneally on ball a lot more. Callan Ward potentially comes back in and you know adds to that mix. I think you've got to play your good players in the best positions, right? There's no use leaving a Josh Kelly out in a wing. No. And look, the talent is there. Oh, this is the classic reverse blockbuster, isn't it, for the for this split round? It's just this. Yeah. There's, it's, it's hard to get uh, too much excitement involved in North Melbourne. It's because of North Melbourne, mate. They're, they're, just, they're going just as bad as West Coast. Yeah, so when, when North and West Coast are playing at the moment... The interest factor, sadly, for both clubs and both sets of supporters, and in fact footy fans, because you don't want to go to a game and almost know the result, which is what's happening at the moment with North and, and, and the Eagles. This is the only weakness of having a game on the Thursday. This is the only Sunday game. It's stinker, isn't it? It's, yeah, and like, 
what, what, you're not going to be able to have your Jats crackers and a couple of shelters while you watch this one, are you? <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's like being hitting the Jats crackers watching this game, I tell you. But uh, we're both going for the Giants, I think. Well, we have to, but like, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to watching it, to be no, honest. Well, maybe you can help around the house for once. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, I hope, do, do you reckon both our wives listen to this? I hope not. Yeah. My wife wouldn't know she, what I She doesn't know where I am. She thinks I'm still in bed. <laughs> be, I bet you she's up on the cupboard pulling the Jats crackers out as we speak. Uh, Collingwood v Melbourne on Monday. We're going to preview that for our Monday review next week. But that'll be a big game. That's on Monday. It's Queen's birthday. Big day. Big occasion. Big occasion. We'll be watching for Max Gorn to bounce the footy. He hasn't bounced one. Yes, I heard that. Hasn't bounced one in his Ever. career. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye out I bet to you, see if that happens. Because Max is a sort of bloke, if the game is won last quarter, you just know he's going to think, oh, hello, I've got the footy. I'll uh, just, after two steps, take a bounce. I reckon he would, he would have seen the media. Reckon, yeah, giving it to the crowd. The MCC members. <laughs> exactly. You know, little Queens way. If they're in front, he'll definitely do it. Uh, game of the weekend this weekend. It's not North Melbourne GWS, I'll give you the hot clue. No, it's not. Uh, what? You, well, it's probably Brisbane St Kilda, isn't it? Really? I reckon. Second v fifth on the ladder. Um, Clearly, in fact. Yeah, it'll be a Saturday evening game. Chance to get a couple of shelters in you while you have a watch. Perfect. I I've think got it's the good night to off. go. Very good. Shelters and Jats crackers. Have you heard a better pairing <laughs> than that? You're on the Shelter Footy Cast. All right, this is our little bit where we have a bit of back and forth. It's pardon the interruption. It's, uh, it's you know, who do you think, which way? I'm going to let you lead the way with all three of these skates. You tell me, Fife should jump straight into the midfield. Incorrect. Right. I just think they're doing well in that area at the moment. Hey. Where are you going to play it? Well, you're playing forward. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you're going to attract the best, if not the best, very close to the best defender, aren't you? Or someone who's who's going to... And Sam Mitchell said we're not paying too much attention to Nat Fife in the build-up to this week. I <laughs> I think he's just uh, playing ducks and drakes with that. I think he'll be thinking more forward, Sam Mitchell this is, as to, to where Fife's going to play. I think it's probably... If he does play middle, it'll be... I think it'll be 70 forward, 30 in the middle. Okay. Disagree? Absolutely, I disagree. Uh, he is a two-time Brownlow medalist. We heard him before the season come out and say, the forward experiment is over. I am a midfielder. He's changed his tune, in no. re- at least publicly. No, well, he pu- knows well, that yeah. it's on. Publicly, publicly, he's telling you something. But in his mind, he's the big dog. He knows what's up. He's going straight into the guts. I don't know if it's a good thing, but he's playing in the middle. We watched him in the waffle last week. How many minutes did he spend forward? About zero, Mark Reddings. Not, the not silence is deafening. He didn't spend a lot of time no, forward. Yeah, so you you tell you tell me. You I'm t- arguing that he should be spending more time forward, and I think no. I think he's you say he's going to play forward. I, yeah, well, no, forward. more no. I think he should be will be playing more forward than midfield on the weekend. So okay, who drops out of that centre square configuration? It's going to be a Sarong, a Brody, a Mundy. Like they're all going to have to take a bit of a pay cut to get the big dog in there. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't totally let me agree. No, don't let me change. No, your no, you're not changing my thinking at all. Okay. I just think that. If you are going to go down that path, uh, you want to make sure that they get the result. Okay. What about this one? The Melbourne Demons are in serious trouble. They're, the cracks are appearing and it's going to get worse. Incorrect. I think two losses. And there's one bloke who told me recently that if you have three losses in a row, uh, that can constitute a side that's on the slide. Mm. Um I think they're no, they're still the premiership favourites. The Stephen May instance, you know, that's that happens in footy clubs from time to time. I'm not saying you want it, but uh, I, I've got enough faith that Melbourne. What we saw for the first ten, eleven rounds wasn't just fluke. They, they're a very good side, but just a little bit of a wobble. They've lost two in a row. They've got blokes punching on outside of. In, in, in might add, Entrecourt in uh, Greville Street in uh, Paran. That's okay. 
very not like it. It's 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 not a it's not a hipster bar restaurant. But Paran is very classy. It's like a French restaurant. So these bikes are punching on in a French <laughs> restaurant. Like, how do you reckon they're going? They're not going well. The, the, the cracks are appearing. Au revoir. And they and they <laughs> thanks for coming. <laughs> they. I'm, I'm worried about Melbourne. They lose to Collingwood at the MCG. Collingwood are going very well at the moment. They lose. That makes it three losses in a row. And I think Melbourne are in some serious strife. And given your flag mantle uh, yes. sort of p- position on the bus, wouldn't hurt your cause as a Fremantle sympathiser for them to drop another one. Correct. So you, you think demons are all good, though? No, I don't think that you said, are they in trouble? Yes. No, I don't think they're in trouble. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. The AFL... I didn't see you... you twi- you're like a journalist. You're twisting words. <laughs> no, you're the journalist. The <laughs> AFL should hold a league-wide buy um, during the break and hold a state of origin. So we have, instead of the three, round 12, round 13, round 14, where we've got six sides, uh, should we do a one-week buy for everyone and have a state of origin in the middle of the year? I'm not sure the appetite's there. I think the... By who? Shit. Fans, I think the ship has sailed. Right. Um, and go back to 1977, and it was WA through Leon Larkin that instigated the state of origin with Victoria. Mm. First match ever here at Subiaco Oval. We thrashed the Vicks. Great history through the 80s. Um, and it's sort of obviously Wayne once West Coast came into the competition. Through the 90s, Mick Malthouse didn't show enough enthusiasm for his players because basically the Eagles would have contributed... 80%. Oh, yes. 90%. And why of, would you, though? Yeah, and so you're compromising to some degree your premiership chances. Uh, so off the back of that, what we see now with State of Origin Rugby League is they've essentially just took that idea, have run with it, but they've embraced it and they've kept it. And where they've been able to really galvanise rugby league players and supporters to, to get behind the concept, AFL, because our, our premiership is held in such high regard, State of Origin has taken the back seat. It's not no coming back. I have a solution. I'm sort of disagreeing with you. I think State of Origin should come back, but we have instead of a pre-finals buy, we have a pre-grand final buy, like we did last last year. So that weekend before the 2021 grand final, that weekend, I, I know it was due to COVID to get the teams into the state, but what ended up happening that weekend was this big celebration of footy, and there's all these events on, and it led into the week. If you did that. You leave the two teams uh, that so, play in the grand final. So 44 players are ineligible, of course, for the origin. Yep. So it, it, the NFL do it. They've got an all-star, uh, all-star weekend the weekend before the Super Bowl. I think we could do that here and have a big extravaganza. Like You may not have the players playing like they do in the state of origin in the NRL, but I think players would want to play. You'd have to you'd have to cough up a bit of coin. It'd be like the NBA All-Stars, let's yep. be honest. Because, yeah, but they do that mid-season. Yeah, but, but by the same token, you, you get knocked out in the first week of the finals and you think, Thank goodness I've got uh, four or five. It'd be, it'd be like playing in the Barley night, Barley Sevens, I reckon. Just <laughs> yeah. head down there. Just and keep chopping up on the shelters at quarter time. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, I disagree with Skeet on all of those. Of course but you that's do. That's how we go. Uh, we've got some fan questions coming in, Skeet. Um, we're going to go to the next one, I reckon, just uh, in, in to, uh, terms of keeping this nice and tight. This is from Julian from Busso. Um, Jokers at North is the subject. So, hi, boys. Looking, uh, loving the new pod. A lot of info packed into day, the day's commute. So, glad you're enjoying it, Jules. Uh, are top five picks for the last umpteenth years not enough for those blokes? So, that's about North's attempt to grabbing a compo pick. Um, I don't think it's the lack of draft resources that have landed North in hot water. Compensation picks are a joke at the best of time, but why on earth should an AFL hand North an extra pick to the people that have mismanaged the club to where they are now? Yeah, fair question, because the argument is, in recent times, and just one example, is that 
they had the chance to pick up Logan McDonald, very mm. fine young forward from the Perth Footy Club, uh, early in the draft. They skipped him, went to Will Phillips, a midfielder. Now, I think we both agree on this. This is not uh, anything that we won't uh, have the same opinion on, is that a big forward or a key forward, they don't come around, good key forwards don't come around all that often. And, and, Logan, he, and he was dominating in the waffle as a 17-year-old in the seniors. Yes, yes. And Will Phillips, and this is no knock on him, but midfielders, a dime a dozen really come yep. draft time. And obviously you'd like to get a really good one. You'd, love, he, it. you'd love a Chris Judd. But you'd, he wasn't ever going to be a Chris Judd, I don't think, from what we understand. He wasn't like a, a Luke Hodge or a Luke Ball going back to... Um, Sydney would have seen North pass on Logan McDonald and just thought, Happy days. Buddy Franklin's moving on in a couple of years. Let's just get this young star. So going back to the priority pick, yeah, that, that I do understand the argument on that. But I'm also of the of the feeling that you want to see, you don't want to see North Melbourne as abysmal as they are at the moment and for the next three or four years. We want team, they want teams competitive. That's the bottom line, the AFL. How do you help them? Financially, they're not as bad as what some other clubs are, believe it or not. They're actually in a reasonable position debt-wise. Right. But, yeah, I, I think... Their list, where do this, I can't see any any major quick spike there. They're, they're senior players. There's no like Ben Cunnington's been out with cancer, right? So like that's just absolutely Jack Siebel, but an old warrior, but a great player. But you know he's five years from now. Aaron, Aaron Hall's quite a senior player. He's been injured. Top name their, top. name their best three players: oh, Goldstein, I mean, I mean Jason Horn, Francis, maybe. Jason Horn, Francis. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we think that um, Cameron Zerha is going to be a player. Nick Larkey's going to be a player. Someone asked me the other day, name 10 players from North Melbourne, and it took me about 10 minutes to do. 10 yeah. players. Just 10 players. So uh, that, that signifies their list isn't in a great spot. And I kind of agree with Jules. How many compensation picks can you get? You're going to make the right decisions at the draft. They had two top draft picks, and they don't pick Logan McDonald. Well, it serves you right. Yeah. You, where you deserve to be North yeah, cool. at the moment. Andy in Joondana. G'day, Andy. Um, quick one from me. Thoughts on Logue move up forward. So Griffin Logue, does he stay there this week with Fife and potentially Tabena coming back in? You think Tabena's not playing? Well, does, if, if he doesn't play, Logue can 100%. keep his spot. No, no drama. What, what if Tabena does come back with Fife? Does Griffin Logue... Stay there. Well, that's the issue. With then, lob, that's the issue. Then, then your argument about Fife going more midfield. I mean, they've got to juggle, and it's a pleasant problem to have. But yeah, like he looks pretty comfortable in, in the forward line. I like was his he marking a forward? Power. Was he a forward when he was drafted? I don't think he was. I mean, from memory, only from memory, I, I've always thought of him as that that half back yes. defender. Which um, how many transferred from that role to a forward with great success and all sincerity? There's, uh, they haven't. I mean, Glenn Jackovich never did that. I mean, Chris Tarrant. Did Tarrant he, did it. Or did I he think, go forward to... No, he went forward to back. Forward to back, yeah. He so, was dominating as a backman. I think that's easier transition to make yes. rather than back to forward. Yes. For, for playing in forward in, in any league, but the AFL, it's bloody hard. I, I was trying as a forward for a little while. Too, too hard. It's, it, you, Why? Well, as a backman, you've got to beat your man, mm. right? And halving a contest is a win. Yeah. As a forward, you've got to beat Big your man, man who's trying to beat you. Win the footy. Win the footy and kick the goal. Like you have to so not only more. beat your man, but also you know, mm. and you've just got more against you. Whereas a backman, you just got the game coming at you, and you can just attack it. And, and you've got one thing in mind, as Griffin Logue said to us on radio after the game. You know, you get a couple of polite claps when you, you spoil the ball over the boundary, kick a goal, and you're the hero. Correct. All right, that's it. Very good. Um, we need your country footy stories. Keep your eyes open over the weekend. Well, I saw one come through during the week. We've got a nice little one lined up. But if you've got some country footy stories, a slab of beer, a slab of shelters, 
on the line for you and your footy club. Uh, I'm sure boys would be pretty happy rolling into training with a couple of shelters over the shoulder, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've read somewhere that sometimes in, in local footy here, now they're not letting you have a beer after the game in the sheds, but that, that can't, in, in regional country footy, no. that would be sacrosanct. It is game on after full time. Follow us on socials, Shelter Footy Cast. Uh, give us a look on YouTube. You can uh, find us on the Back Chat channel, Shelter Footy Cast. Um, links in bio across the Shelter Footy Cast as well as the Back Chat Cast. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Get your slab of shelters. Get our country footy stories in. Maybe pair them with some Jats crackers on the weekend. Mark Green, Bill Schofield, all done and dusted. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.